0: Today we are speaking with Carolyn Levy. Hey, Carolyn, how are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm
0: really lucky to be talking to you because we get to talk about probably one of the most important topics, really, in the industry right now. Carolyn is the president of Technologies and the Chief Diversity Officer at Randstad Canada. Uh, Randstad is one of the largest uh, companies focused on uh, employment, employment, and getting people jobs and working with companies on all of those professional staffing needs. So we'll go through a little bit of that and, and some of the areas that Carolyn's working on. But before we get into the specifics of what you're working on today,
1: Carolyn, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. For sure. So going really young, I've grown up in sports to, to kind of give you an insight as to who I am, which you know, I always strive to get into being the captain of the team. Love leadership since I was uh, really young. Uh, I joined actually Ranside, Canada, getting out of university. I went to University of Calgary and got an economics degree. And, like so many people from fifteen years ago, I fell into the staffing industry. Uh, I didn't know what it was, thought it was really cool that there's a company that, for free for talent, looks for an opportunity for you and strives to match you um, to an opportunity unique to you and support you with growing in your career. So, that's how I really started into Randstad. Started on the desk, was a staff and consultant in accounting and finance, and then grew my career. Uh, fortunate enough to have multiple promotions that took me across Canada and led me into leading our engineering uh, business for a little while. And then I landed into the tech business uh, just about four years ago. Uh, and most recently, I had the opportunity to step into the chief diversity officer role, um, which, of course, has been thrilling uh, and exciting for. Uh, trying to break down the barriers to create equal employment opportunities for all groups. So it's yeah. been a ride for fun.
0: Yeah, amazing. And I, I think of the areas that you are driving, technology and then also looking at diversity. Um, really two huge topics in the professional staffing industry in general. Tell us a little bit about you know, what you guys are working on right now in, in those areas.
1: Yeah, so he, this isn't going to be a surprise for anyone to hear, but the world of work has been impacted impacted and disrupted by so much transformation. You know, yeah. thinking of the pandemic, that acceleration of digital transformation, you see huge diversification of business models that have also happened. Mm-hmm. You see movements on top of this, the social movements like hashtag Me Too, hashtag Black Lives Matter. And there's all this eye-opening piece around how much discrimination still exists and the systemic barriers that still exist. So now and what we're doing is really working to create these inclusive and collaborative workplaces. Um, and that through that, those two roles that I have as the president of technologies and the chief diversity officer, it's allowing us to really move the needle in the Canadian market, right? So it's a lot of excitement because What a gift to be able to open up opportunities so that individuals across all walks of life, all areas of our country, and actually from a global perspective, get equal access to opportunities.
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting time. If we were talking uh, during the early phase of the pandemic, I really kind of, I guess, around that May, June time of 2020, there was such a focus on social justice, and which really then spilled into great discussions at every major company and small company alike on diver- the topic of diversity. Um, I think the exciting thing that I'm noticing is that we're starting to see real changes in how, how companies are approaching that space. How, how are you guys seeing that?
1: That's the amazing thing is that we are starting to see a lot of action. I would say, unfortunately, before this, you know, you'd see organizations waiting to get a business case around the importance of DNI. and if you're still thinking that way, you're a decade behind. You have to embed your DNI strategy into your business, right in it. It's like putting on a pair of glasses um, and really embedding it into that because you need to start to consider things as an organization and as, as talent in the market that we don't have a birth rate the same way that we used to. Just go to the basics. When we yeah. get out to 2036, we don't have enough people to be able to create sustainability to the economic forecasting. So you see this rush around AI and all of the development from a technology standpoint, which is helping people be more efficient and effective. You know, at Randstad, we're leading with human forward branding. Yes, we need the technology, but we're looking at that intersection with humanity and technology, That because the humanity piece will keep bias out of it. It allows for unique human experience every time. So. Yeah. People have to really, really consider all those factors now.
0: Yeah. And I think about that technology piece a lot. Um, you know, before we started uh, recording, you, you made a, a great point, which I, I second completely, which is this, this thought that digital transformation that we've been going through over the last 10, 20 years has accelerated dramatically over the last two years. Like, I mean, it's incredible. I, the way I like to describe it is that one person on every management team that always said no to any digital change is now kind of like, ignored. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like, and, and, <laughs> Right, exactly. But, and so it's, we have accelerated uh, the use of technology dramatically and we find ourselves in this moment where there's been this surge of activity in the staffing space because people are coming out of staying at home and they want to they you know perhaps thought about what they want to do with the rest of their lives so this idea of the great resignation has happened but I mean, how is that changing how how is the use of technology being implemented in this in this new new
1: moment oh it's That's just a root factor in everything now. So, you know, when you think of like, what are the things that I should make sure my kids know when they're growing up? It's tech, it's understanding the role that 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 plays. And, you know, I I just wanna speak to that, the digital transformation, the the DNI stuff that we were speaking to to, uh, previously. And when you, you think about what's universal for every industry across the board right now is that everyone is competing for talent. And when you get to that digital side of things, Everybody is competing for the people who have the same skills because the emerging technology that's coming out with, out so far, we don't have enough people that are educated and trained. So we, we talk about the great resignation, but it's also the upskilling and reskilling mm-hmm. opportunity now. And as a business and as talent, you need to be aware of that when you're applying to a position or you're opening up new opportunities. How are you going to bring someone in that's got the right human skills that you can mm-hmm. train them into that role? It has to be embedded in part of who you are now, because the talent doesn't just float around. We see it in that people are offering more signing bonuses. And this is down to junior positions now. This is not just executive roles. So when you think of the role of organizations like Brandstand Canada, this is where we can help people and organizations develop a talent architecture strategy for how to engage all the different ways um, that how to engage all the different avenues you have to bring people skills to your organization. And I'm saying that because we have incorporated workers, we have temporary workers, we have full time workers, you have bench workers. Like it, it just, there's a big plethora of ways that you can reach talent, which on top of that helps you be uh, more, uh, I think, sensitive towards the marginalized communities because you could set up part time remote work in a different way now. So, anyways, I skew that a little bit, but there's the, the importance of this full industry now is massive. So as an organization, when you're sitting there with all these different avenues at you, reach out to uh, a company like Randstad Canada to support you with creating that talent architecture you need.
0: Yeah, I think the architecture is so critical. You mentioned two things. One that um I I I spent a lot of time in the working in the machine learning space. And um I did a big study a couple of years ago where I looked at that upskilling question, You know, the idea of, of would company, are companies prepared for the utilization of machine learning across their businesses? And it was sh- shockingly um, absent from the plans of most companies. Um, what I've seen, which is slightly heartening is over the last two years, a lot of those companies that are way behind now are rushing, <laughs> rushing to get going because of everything you just highlighted, which is training is absolutely critical. You have to hold on to these people. You have to grow them and you have to kind of prepare them for a very different way of working that's going to, you know, in the next five, 10 years. So we've seen big companies like Amazon obviously do stuff, but uh, they're, they're, I would say, arguably the exception and not the not the norm. Right, And so we'll see how it all shapes out.
1: Well, but, you can, you can link there. that into the, there's a link to the technology side of things too. Like I said at the beginning to, to specifically answer that question with the technology piece. But on, on top of that, it's actually the shift that organizations have to undergo in their management because mm. now all of this business, all these business norms that have been disrupted through the pandemic, a lot of companies are coming back hybrid. A mm. lot of leaders don't know how to lead their teams without the four walls around them. So. If you're an organization that's chasing to get their digital transformation, didn't have strong leadership, maybe didn't manage things that well through the pandemic, you're gonna suffer in this great resignation because other brands have stuck out with how they did treat the people and what options they're now allowing. Um, Because we see this in Ontario, in Canada, a lot of people were living in Toronto. It's it's expensive, but you work down there. Now you see a different standard of living when they're moving two hours outside of the big cities they're not gonna make the commute anymore. So if you don't have a hybrid work environment, they're not gonna stay or they won't come back.
0: I hear you. I'm a big believer in it. I but I it's funny because about half of my conversations are with senior executives to uh they they are really struggling with the hybrid idea because I think that, you know, from what you would say is they're kind of like command and control leaders, right? They like to have they like to know what's going on, you know. We read these news stories about some of the big banks in New York, you know, making sure that their folks get into the office. And <laughs> we'll see how all that stuff plays out. I really don't know, but um, let's change gears a little bit and talk about this pandemic. I mean, it was a crazy time for just any business, and I imagine for the ways that you guys were operating as as Randstad Canada. There must have been some challenges for you. Tell me a little bit about your experience and, and those challenges and really some maybe some of the things that have come from that.
1: Yeah, the, this is a, it's going to be similar, unfortunately, but it is keeping up with the tech innovations. They're very disruptive when it comes into the staffing space. And you can imagine when talent scarcity is everywhere. That people just start to kind of log in and look for new opportunities. That maybe if I go onto this platform, I'm magically going to start to find the right fit and match for the positions that I have, I have that I have open. Um, so we've seen that ourselves. Uh, and then of course, what I, I did mention was the talent scarcity piece. E- even though you know, being one of the largest firms in the world, the largest in Canada, we have this huge database of talent but talent are moving like no tomorrow in the tech space people have multiple offers right. and if you're slow in your decision making um you're slow in you know your interview process you have too much tape that goes on you you aren't speaking in an inclusive manner to attract the right talent your your hr policies don't actually engage um you know from an inclusion standpoint maybe it's making only towards the privileged community as opposed to being Attractive to the marginalized. Now, all of those things are, are landing on top of each other. And why I'm bringing that up is that that whole thing is affecting us internally too. Mm. So we've really taken a step back into 2021 to basically stand in front of a mirror and say, who are we? Can we see ourselves properly and mm. make sure that we can see our data so that we make strategic business decisions that are inclusive for the future way of work and for sustainability. But you need to take that time to do that because go back to this brand part, you need to be able to strive for people to show up as their real selves and then be empowered to be their best. But you have to know who they are in that uncomfortable space that not everybody shares. So we're really trying to do that to show that really human step and be able to manage through this remote workforce hybrid workforce and then the team that'll be in the offices um, and do it as a collective so that break and pause slow down and see who we are was a big learning uh, and then really making decisions around the technology we we are using and how we're going to invest moving forward knowing we're not a tech company um,
0: sure.
1: have been you know some really big highlights that we've seen uh, through the pandemic
0: yeah. No, I, I, can, I can see that. I mean, all of those factors are, are huge drivers. And in some ways, I can imagine it's, it's going to continue in those areas in the near future. But as you think about kind of as you plan for, let's say, the next year or two years, what are the, what are the key things that you would hope that we see in the, the staffing space um, and, at Randstad?
1: So number one, hands down, is that everyone has fair access to rewarding employment opportunities and that we are setting the standard and have the follow a duty towards creating um, ED&I spaces across all organizations that we touch and partner with, right? Because mm-hmm. the staffing industry is interesting because we're an industry ourselves, but we're experts at talent architecture across all industries. So if we get this right and can lead the way, we're going to change you know, the landscape of econo- of the economy not only in our own country, but in any country that that we're touching. So the hope is that we see that. We see, you know, the change from gender discrimination. We see more inclusive practices. And why I'm speaking that way is because then that helps more little girls get into STEM and more, you know, people that haven't had the same amount of privilege in the last 20 years see an opportunity because of soft skills that they have. We have to go there now. There's just not this niche of people that are always going to be available. So that's my hope, right, is report better statistics, we we influence um, from a society standpoint and from an economic standpoint, and we see the shift in the movement of organizations reflecting the communities that they serve.
0: I mean, what an interesting set of challenges, because in some ways, you're talking about trends that are macro, massive trends, but at the same time, we're in this moment where there's this kind of surge of issues, right? So it's how do you make sure those things can grow and get resolved in a, in a, a, a seamless manner is going to be the magic. And obviously, I think really where where you guys uh, come in in a big, big way. Uh, yeah. Carolyn, it's been amazing to, to talk to you. You know, we've been speaking with Carolyn Levy. She's the president of technologies and the chief diversity officer at Ranstead, Canada. We've been talking about really all the challenges around professional staffing as well as i think really the big thing i'm taking away from this is the alignment of those needs that one would have but to make sure that they're put in some form of an architecture so that you actually are building the right framework and foundation for this next phase and 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 and, and i i feel like one of the challenges for companies is they get caught up in those reactionary moments, right? That they, they're they like, ah, we need to hire people. We need to hire people. But they they perhaps don't put that foundation in place. And, and that's really what I feel like uh, we've been talking about today. Carolyn, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, um, where, where should they reach you?
1: A couple easy platforms. It's right through LinkedIn. Of course, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to to communicate with you. It's under Carolyn Levy and you'll see she-her. I listed a couple of pronouns. And then um, also our Women Transforming the Workplace program through Randstad Canada. Join us in the community there. Um, Reach out and we can connect for sure.
0: Excellent. Well, listen, Carolyn, it's been amazing talking to you today and I look forward to having you on the show again soon.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Ben.